Lord. Can the church say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord today for knowing that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I don't know about you, but I found it so. Even in the midst of trials and circumstances, it's better to serve Jesus than to serve anything else. I'd rather be in the house of the Lord today than anywhere else. And I bless the name of the Lord. Shall we give honor to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank him for his goodness and his kindness and his favor in our lives. We thank God for Sister Williams leading us in devotion today and Brother Carlton leading us in song and the musicians. And for our ushers on the floor, for all you who are here today, pray that you've been blessed by the worship experience thus far. I want to invite you to, the, to your attention to the word of God today in Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, verse 1. We continue on the theme. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 40. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Isaiah 40, verse 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. amen. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of scripture, we'll look again at the gospel of St. John. John's Gospel, chapter 5, and we're going to begin reading in verse 24. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 5, we're going to begin reading in verse 24. When you find it, say amen. John, chapter 5, and verse 24, we read, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. It shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death unto life, into life. Most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the son of God and those who hear will live. For as the father has life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing as I hear I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the father who sent me. This morning, I want to share with us briefly from the subject, the Christian experience. Jesus will be our judge. The Christian experience, Jesus, will be our judge. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you today. Thank you, thank you that you are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. Lord, we adore you because you have been good to us, Lord. You've been so good, Lord, and we want to thank you. Thank you, Lord, for one more day, Lord, to sing and to praise your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to gather in the house of worship today to, to bless you, Lord, for you have been good to us. Now, Lord, bless your people as we share your word today. Lord, we worship you in song, worship you in prayer, and now we want to worship you in the sharing of the eternal word. 
Bless me, your servant, today. Let your word go forth. And it might give honor and glory to you, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We bind Satan privilege today. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord bind you in Jesus' name. Now have your way, Lord. We want to thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. sing a song today. We need his anointing to help us do his will. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus will be our judge. As we've often said, every time we mention this, this title, I hope many thoughts come to your mind. Especially those of us who have been in the church and grown up in the church. Things that we have heard, things that have happened to us, and places we've been, and people that have said things to us. Should remind us of this Christian experience that we're on a journey for Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand that the most important thing about this Christian experience is that the word Christ is in it, meaning that we want to be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day, not just on Sunday morning after 11 o'clock, but every day of our lives. We want to be Christ-like in the way we live. We need to understand that we need to allow him in our hearts to accept him as our Lord and our personal Savior. 
We don't want to be like someone who buys a ticket to a football game or to a concert and have a ticket in our hand and yet we're sitting on the outside and all the stuff that's going on the inside. When the crowd roars and the music plays and the lights are shown, but we don't know what's going on on the inside. We want to have a genuine Christian experience, knowing Jesus Christ for ourselves, to know that he has saved us and bought us and redeemed us so we can be the people of God. Our subject today is the Christian experience. Jesus will be our judge. One of the things that we've heard throughout our lives, and particularly we hear in the entertainment world, God is the only one that can judge me. People say that God can only judge me. And sometimes they say that as an excuse to do whatever they want to do, that that nobody can have a comment on what they say. But I want you to know that one day Jesus will be your judge. And we need to understand that. And one of the, the, the seven habits of highly successful people is to begin with the end in mind. So if we begin knowing that one day Jesus will judge us, we will live better lives. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Jesus will be our judge. And I want us to understand that today. I don't want us to leave Shadydale wondering about how the world will end. How your life will end. I want you to know that Jesus will have the last say on your life and mine. Jesus Christ is going to be your judge. He's going to be my judge. He's going to judge all the world. Because he's Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. We know that God has a plan for our lives. And we often look at our Old Testament passage of Scripture in Isaiah 40. In verse 1 it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, which she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God has a plan to forgive us of our sins. When Jesus died on the cross, he died so that your sins and my sins might be forgiven. Yeah. He will not count our sins against us anymore. He says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. See, God wants your whole life to be in his plan. No matter where you are in life, you can start allowing Jesus to plan your life for you. So you can be where he wants you to be. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. For every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places smooth. See, God wants you to allow him to lead you in life. When you run up against a mountain, let God move that mountain. You know the old song, mountain, move out of my way. God is able to move mountains out of your way. And he says, sometimes we find ourselves down in the valley of life. We seem like nothing is going right. But God wants to lift you out of those valleys so you can see his smiling face to bring you through the rough places in life, the dark times in life. Allow him to lift you out of those valleys. It says the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, God wants to help you in those difficult times in life where you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. You know how you're going to make it. You need to trust in God because he has a plan to bring you out, to bring you through, to, to bring you over. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus will be your judge. And the last thing I want us to see in this text is this is the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and our flesh shall see it together. See, God wants to show your life off to somebody so they can see Christ in you. That's why you go through these trials and tribulations so the light of the gospel can be shining on you. You know the old song, shine on me, let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. We want God's light to shine on us even in our dark times. So the glory of the Lord can be revealed. And people can know 
If God can do it for that person, surely he can do it for me. If he can bring Brother Darius out, he can bring me out. If he can bring Brother Nate out, he can bring me out. If he can bring Sister Deshonda out, he can bring me out. God wants to shine through your life and mine. That's his plan for our lives. Let's look at our New Testament passage of scripture today. As we consider this thing, the Christian experience, Jesus will be our judge. We know John's gospel was written so that we might believe that Jesus the Christ the Son of God. One of the most famous scriptures that many of us learned when we were a child, it says in John 3.16, what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God wants for your life. So you can have everlasting life. You get that by believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Asking him to forgive you of your sins and come into your life. We're talking today about the Christian experience. We want you to understand that Jesus wants us to believe in him and to believe in him by faith in our hearts. And our lesson today is found in John's Gospel, chapter 5, beginning at verse 24. We know this is a following the story of the man who was healed at the pool of Bethesda. He lay at that pool for 38 years and he was not made well. And finally, one day, Jesus showed up and he didn't need the pool anymore. But Jesus touched him and made him whole. And after that, the, 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 the Jewish leaders began to judge Jesus, saying, you know, it's illegal for someone to take up their bed and walk and work on the Sabbath day. But Jesus wanted to let them know that he was the final one that had the final say. He had all power in his hand and he could do whatever he wanted to because he was the son of God. And in this life, in this world, you know, people will judge you just like they judge Jesus. They'll criticize you just like they criticize Jesus. And I want us to understand that. Don't worry about that. Jesus is going to be all everybody's judge. So we're going to want to live your Christian life without worrying and wondering what everybody else is saying. You need to focus on what Jesus has to say about your life and mine. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Jesus will be our judge. The first thing I want to understand today is that Jesus gives life. Jesus gives life. Let's look at John chapter 5, verse 24. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. He shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. See, Jesus gives us life. And when we think about judges today, and recently I, I had to go to jury duty. <laughs> and I was hoping it was a civil case, but sure enough, when I got in the courtroom, they said it was a murder case. And they were trying to get this guy life in prison without the possibility of parole. And the judge walked in and they said, all rise, and everybody had to stand up. And I knew that they were ready to give this man the worst penalty they could give him. But I want you to know today when I was sitting in that courtroom, I felt so bad, not only for that guy, but for myself, that I had to sit there and watch it all. <laughs> I wanted to be back on 59, headed to my house so bad, because I knew I was in a place where they could take this man's life away. But I want you to know today that Jesus has come to give us life. And that judge had the authority to take his life away. 
And so many people think so negatively of God, you know, that he's some big old, you know, mean man sitting on a throne somewhere. Or he's some old grandfather or whatever. But I want you to know that Jesus has come to give you life. And he wants you to have it, what? More abundantly. As we look at this passage of scripture, we see very pointedly that Jesus wants everyone to know, even his enemies to know, that he came to give life. He didn't come to condemn people. Some people are afraid to, to preach the truth. And afraid to hear the truth. But don't be afraid of the truth. Because the truth has come to give you life. To help you to understand how to live in this dark world. Don't be afraid of the truth. Don't be afraid of Jesus. Don't be afraid of God. God has come to give you life. And when you obey his word, you find that your every day is sweeter than the day before. Jesus has come to give you life. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life. Not everlasting judgment, not condemnation, not fear and terror, but everlasting life. Jesus has come to give life. So don't be afraid or intimidated by the word of God. Jesus has come to give you life. Let's look at John 1. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 4 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. See, Jesus has come to give us life. See, there wasn't nothing in this world made without him. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, you need to know that Jesus has come to give us life. So don't be afraid. Don't, don't run away from him in your time of trial. Run to Jesus. He'll save your soul. Jesus has come to give you life. I want us to understand that today. Jesus Christ, the Christian experience, yes, he's come to be your judge, but he came to give us life. When you have life, you can face everything else. Jesus has come to give us life. The second thing I want us to see today is that Jesus has all authority. Jesus has all authority. Let's look at verse 27. John 5. It says, And has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. And they shall come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. Those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. See, Jesus has all authority and power. God gave it to him. To let him know that he has all authority and power. Let the world know that no matter what nobody else say, don't worry about that. Jesus has the final say. We need to understand that he has come to give us life. And he has all authority and power. So don't worry about what the world has to say. Look at what Jesus has to say. And it says, has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of God. See, when I was in that courtroom and they said, all rise, I had to stand up because the judge had entered the room. And I want you to understand today that if you allow Jesus Christ in your life, he has all authority and power, whether you give it to him or not. You know, some people don't respect God. 
don't respect his house, don't respect his people. But one day, <laughs> every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He has all power. And we need to understand that he has all authority. Let's look at Matthew 28, the Great Commission. That's going to be our scripture next week, isn't it, Sister Lewis? For vacation Bible school? Amen. I'll go then. But let's look at Matthew 28. Beginning at verse 16, it says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain, which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. See, Jesus has all authority and power. And we need to understand that today. You know, Jesus commanded the disciples to go and meet him. And they met him, and when they met him, they saw him, and they worshipped him. But some doubted. But I don't want you to be doubting today. Jesus has all authority and all power. And we need to respect him and honor him for who he is. He has all authority and all power. And we know the rest of it. Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. So we need to understand that he has all power and authority. And when your life seems to be out of control, when you don't feel like you can make it, Jesus has all the power. And when you don't have any power, when you feel weak and weary, call on the name of the Lord and he will be with you. He has all authority and power. The third thing and the last thing today is that Jesus will judge the world. Jesus will judge the world. Let's look at verse 29 and see again that Jesus will judge the world. Now, I want us to be looking to that day. <laughs> I don't want us to be afraid. I want us to have that expectation. Let's look at verse 27 through, 20, 20, um, through 30. It says, And has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, but the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. See, Jesus is going to judge everybody. You know, the people who live in the White House, he's going to judge them. The people who run the courthouse, he's going to judge them. The people at the schoolhouse, he's going to judge them. And he's going to be the people in your house and in my house. Jesus is going to judge them all. One scripture said, even the grave, even the sea is going to have to give up her dead. Because Jesus is going to judge us all. And we don't understand that today. So we don't have one walking through life wondering how this thing is going to end. We need to live knowing that Jesus is going to judge the entire world. Now, you don't have to be afraid of that. You know, when the police show up and you driving 35 in a 35 mile hour zone, you ain't got to be afraid of the cops. I want you to know the same thing is true in your Christian experience. If you know that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God, you don't have to be afraid. You can face the judgment with peace. Let's look at uh, John chapter 5. I'm sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, John chapter 5. Again, it says in verse 27, do not, I'm sorry, and he has given him authority to execute judgment also because he is in the man. Don't marvel at this. That's what I wanted to say. Don't be afraid of this. Don't be terrified. You know, just a few weeks ago, they said the world was going to end. They said some people sold all their stuff, and sold their houses, gave stuff away. But don't marvel at this. Don't be afraid of this. Knowing that one day Jesus is going to judge the world. And I don't want us to be walking through life wondering about this. And, and most of all, don't be misled by the wrong people. There are going to be all kinds of people quoting stuff at the end of the world. But we need to know what Jesus has said. Knowing that he is the one who's going to judge. Not some you know, false prophet who don't know what he's talking about. No way. We need to trust God and know that he has given us his word. And we can trust what his word says. Let's close with Matthew 25, verse 31. Matthew 25, verse 31 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Now, what side do you want to be on on that great day? I want you to know he's going to judge the entire world. And you can be on the right hand side, knowing that you have done what God has told you to do. You prepared yourself. You lived according to his plan. And you have received him in your heart. Or you can be on the other side, on the left side, where he's going to separate it. But I don't want to be on that side. <laughs> and I don't want to see you over there. But I want us to all be ready when Jesus comes. To have our, as they say, the, our lamps trimmed and burning. To have on our robes. Knowing that we're ready when it comes. The song says, be ready when it comes. There's an awful danger in delay. Don't wait till the end comes and then try to get ready. As one of old brothers used to say when I was growing up, God didn't say get ready. He said be ready. So I want us to be ready. Ready when he comes. Don't be wondering and wavering and trying to figure out whether he's going to come or not. Yes, Jesus is going to be your judge. So get ready today. And you can be ready in peace with a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Glad to see Jesus coming because you prepared for his coming. Let us stand together. The Christian experience, Jesus will be our judge.